Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I am your host, Pam Maldonado, joined by Harry Gagnon from the Against All Odds podcast with Cousins Al. We are here to bring you all the analytics behind the college football bets. That is right. Golf, that is the thing of the past. We are now <laughs> focusing on football season. It is week two of college football, week one of the NFL. Harry, my man, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Can you please Absolutely. explain what we are doing here today? Yeah, Pam, by the way, I, I if I know you like I think I do, I know you got the uh you got the tennis on somewhere right now. Absolutely, Absolutely. right? It is on yeah, my left. I'm watching Novak Djokovic right now facing Matteo Berrettini. He's gonna do it, he's gonna get it done. I have high hopes for him. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by SportsOddsHistory.com. Do check out SportsOddsHistory.com for historical features odds of all major events. College Football National Championship odds go back to 2001, and Heisman Trophy odds are available going back to 2009. Here's a little stat for you. Since 2001, the only preseason feature favorites to win the national championship that went on to win the title was USC in 2004 and Alabama in 2017. Do make sure to follow sportsoddshistory.com on Twitter at SO History. That's I, 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 I'll always. And by the way, no, no, going for the grand slam. I mean, this is awesome, isn't it? Watching him. And he hasn't been the greatest right now, but I but it is great watching him go for the grand slam because he's a class act. Absolutely. And what we are doing this week and what we're going to be doing every week is we're going to be giving seven against the spread picks between college Mm -hmm. football and the NFL. We're going to try to concentrate as much as we can on college football because I love college football. You love college football. Mm -hmm. But every week we don't necessarily love seven games in college. So if we need to sprinkle in some NFL, that's what we're going to do. Um, That's what we have. So this week we're going to be doing seven against the spread picks each and every week throughout the college football season for 17 weeks. Um, it may or may not be for a little bit something, but I, <laughs> you shared with me your seven picks. I shared with you my seven picks, and we're going to take it from there. Um, the first game that we have up that we agreed on um, is Pitt minus three at Tennessee. I think this is both something that you and I love this week. Mm-hmm. I love tennis quarter, uh, Tennessee. They're terrible, terrible, terrible on quarterback protection. They were ranked mm-hmm. 102nd last year. And quarterback Joe Milton, he was sacked three times last week against Bowling Green. <laughs> So yeah. now you want to give me a pit pass rush who was second best last season who sacked. Yes, it was mass, but they sacked uh, UMass's quarterback five times. What else can you tell me about Pitt and why we may like them for this week? Yeah, Pam, you know, it's the ACC versus the SEC. And I know we saw Georgia beat Clemson, Ole Miss whoop up on Louisville. But I think it's the ACC's time to win this game. Uh, a lot of times, Pam, we always have these different reasons why we like games and whatever. And and this game, to me, like you mentioned, Tennessee's quarterback play is not good. It hasn't been good. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean here towards Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett, seventy three percent completion percentage last week against UMass, six three two twenty. Like I said, a senior. They won by forty. Uh, he's at least a touchdown in eleven straight games. He had twenty six total over that time. And you mentioned Joe Milton transfer uh, from um, Michigan a couple of years ago. Wasn't very good against Bowling Green. He was average at best. Pickett is just better. And I think it's the ACC's time to shine here in these head uh, matchups against the SEC. I think the Panthers get one here for the ACC. 
Absolutely. Pittsburgh's defense is a team. This is a team last year that did me dirty because I overlooked. I always loved their defense. I love defense in college football. I love a good pass rush and I always gave them too much credit. But there was a time when their quarterback, he was out from injury. But now you have a healthy picket. And I really like this team. I think they can get back to a really good season. I like it. I love that we are both in agreement with Pitt minus three. Mm-hmm. Another team that I like that didn't make it on your card, but it did make it on mine. Um, but I'm so confident in it that I have to roll with it is Cal at TCU minus 11 is my mm. pick. The line opened at nine and a half. That is my worry. And it's kind of been juiced up a bit um not juiced up it's been bought up a bit cal Mm. last year though they were 114th in total offense 64th out of 94 in total offense so far this season and they rely heavily on that defense and well what happens when a defense is facing another good defense who actually has an offense now to work with what happens i think tcu um there's a let me tell you a little thing about tcu why I love TCU and I'm so high on them this season is because last year quarterback Max Dugan, he was the leading rusher for the team. And I right. know that it was against an FCS team. But what we saw in that first game was a different playing style from this offense. What he, he uh, TCU utilized five different running backs and Dugan was only he had only two carries and he was the sixth running back on the team. I love that he has switched more to a focus on passing and has let the running backs be running backs. Instead, he threw for over 200 yards. So that is a huge shift from last season, and I'm hoping that it continues on, and I think that it can. Um, Cal, last week, they rushed for 5.7 average. Well, TCU's best defense is against the run. They were 24th in rushing defense last year, and they returned five of the six linebackers, and so they're going to be just as strong. I think TCU is a secretly good team that can contend in the Big 12 this year, and maybe I'm running too high on them, but I like this TCU defense to roll all over Cal, who doesn't have an offense. What do you think? Well, you know, you you sent me that you sent me that you like TCU. I really didn't look too much into this game, uh, especially after Cal's performance last week, losing to Nevada. Um but I looked up, like you mentioned, Max Dugan. He can do it with his arms sometimes, but he can also, like you mentioned, he can run. He's averaged 500 yards a season the last two years, mm-hmm. uh, 16 total touchdowns the last two seasons. So I think, you know, laying the 11 and a half here is not out of the question, especially considering the way Cal played, like I said, last week. Uh, and their offense, just 155 yards of passing, just 17 points. Come on, Horn Frogs, let's roll on, on Saturday. Let's roll. I like it. Another team that I'm, I typically doesn't make my betting card because I don't know. I'm a Longhorn. How do I? How do I always bet on the Aggies? Yes, mm. the AM Aggies are making it onto our card. Texas AM minus seventeen at Colorado. This is a perfect example of strength versus weakness, in my opinion. You have one dimensional offense in Colorado, who with a run game, they're twenty second in rushing. They were eighty fifth in passing last year. AM, they were the second best rushing defense last year. So now mm-hmm. when you have a one-dimensional offense and you're facing a team whose best defense is your one strength, last week they held Kent State to 191 yards in the second half. And Kent State, we know, is an explosive offense. Granted, they are in the MAC, so it's a huge level. You're the MAC queen, drop. remember? Yeah, it's a huge level <laughs> in drop of competition. But I mean, Texas AM minus 17, that is a big number on the road. What else can you say of why we like this game? I like it too. I just think overall, like you said, defensively, I think they'll take care of business. The uh, quarterback Haynes King, 
takes over for Kellen Mond for the who's in with the Vikings now. He looked pretty good last week for the Aggies. Uh, Colorado's offense really didn't do too much. They got a freshman, uh, Brendan Lewis, in there. He said 102 yards passing. He was kind of forced to start the season because of uh, last year's quarterback, Sam Neuer, transferred to Oregon State. Um, they did, Like I said, not a lot of offense against Northern Colorado last week. Um, A&M rolls, I think, here. Big time. I think you also have to ask yourself, is Colorado equivalent to Dustin Crum of Kent State? If Kent yeah, State no, couldn't I mean, get no, if the Kent State, if the Golden Flash is gonna get and, nothing done. And Crum had a nice season last year. He really did. He had a fantastic season. And this is yeah, one of the best yeah. quarterbacks in all of college football. And now you're going against Colorado, who got their asses handed to against Texas and to close out last season. And that's kind of rolling over into this year. Another card, another team that we both like, or not actually that I like, and maybe it's my Maction love and I can't help it, mm. but I'm really looking to Buffalo plus 13 and a half at Nebraska. I think that honestly, it's a fade Nebraska until otherwise noted, because what is Nebraska horrible at doing? Defending the run. And mm. what is Buffalo absolutely great at doing? Running the ball. ball. (laughs) So you no longer have Jarrett Patterson. And yes, that was always a worry entering into the season. But they had last week three running backs who rushed for 13 plus carries each. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Marks, he's the most recognizable name in this unit. And he did just fine uh, behind Jarrett Patterson last year when Jarrett Patterson was out from either injury or he decided to opt out. And Kevin Marks, he's doing fantastic things. I believe in him. I think he is the next Jared Patterson. Is he going to break records? <laughs> that's that's going to, we'll see what happens later on in the season. But I mean, they still have Kyle Vontries who can definitely sling yep. the ball. He can sling it deep. And then Nebraska, they have quarterback Adrian Martinez and nobody else. Martinez was the leading rusher last year. He was the leading rusher now, and he's been sacked six times in just two games. Fade Nebraska is what I'm saying, even if it is a Maction team. What do you think about the level discrepancy? Buffalo's getting a lot of points here. Uh, and, you know, like you mentioned, Van Trees, he's a senior uh, quarterback. He can manage this team well. And uh, Nebraska, Scott Frost just hasn't gotten it done. It hasn't been what he's expected. It's not doing what he, what everyone thought he might do and turn this program around. He hasn't been able to do it now. Uh, Buffalo might is a sneaky pick here getting these points because next week, maybe Nebraska is looking a little for them. I mean, they did roll Fordham last week. Big deal. They get Buffalo coming to town this week, but they really might be looking ahead next week. They get Oklahoma. And then the week after that, they get Michigan state on the road. So maybe looking ahead a little bit here towards Oklahoma and Buffalo covers with that big number. I definitely like that angle because that's stuff that I don't necessarily look at. I don't necessarily look at trends. I don't look at look at headlines. I look at the single matchup and sometimes stuff like that. I tend to just kind of ignore and it could come Mm -hmm. in handy. So I definitely like that angle. Another team that is going to end up on our seven picks against the spread is NC state at Mississippi state, taking the home dog plus two and a half with the bulldogs, the wolf pack. Here's an interesting stat for you. I just said, I don't follow trends, but I got a trend. Mm Wolfpack is one and seven straight up and against the spread against SEC schools, though it is since 2008. The Wolfpack, they looked absolutely great against USF 45 to zero, except Florida 
South, South, South Florida was ranked 94th last year in total offense, and they were 100th in total defense. So they mm. were supposed to destroy this team, and they did, absolutely. Mississippi State, I think they're kind of being a little underappreciated because we saw them last year just come out absolutely explosive early in the season, kind of fade off throughout the rest of the season. And they, But they did have a little bit more competition against Louisiana Tech. They won that in a narrow victory, 35-34. Mississippi State, their pass-heavy team. What do you think? About, what do you think about Mississippi State as a dog, home dog? You know, home dog here. Mike Leach's team's a, a great one. They're in that spot. Um, you know, they probably should have lost to Louisiana Tech, but they came back from 34-14 uh, and to win that game, the largest comeback in team history. Maybe that gets them going this week. You mentioned quarterback play, Will Rogers. It's 39 of 47 last week. That's 83%. Three touchdowns. NC State has lost their last two road openers for them so let's go let's take mississippi state let's hopefully we get there with the uh small number as a dog at home i definitely like that and the bulldogs best defense was against the run last year it's going to be their best defense again this year that's going to force the wolf pack into throwing situations mississippi state was top 50 in takeaways last year mm. and just last week they forced four interceptions so potentially that's another uh angle that could happen this time around and then we're going to go into the nfl because like i said there's probably as much as we both love college football we're not going to love seven against the spread picks every week in college nah. because it's really hard especially in a week two where we're week one we saw half the teams coming off against fcs opponents we're seeing the other half we just have one week of data so instead we're going to look to the nfl and to fill up our card and we're going to go with the browns plus six at the chiefs this is going to be a very popular dog Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to be mm -hmm. very popular Browns plus six. What do you like about the Cleveland? Look, you know, Pam, I am, I am, uh, I'm all in on the Browns this year. I actually have them oh. going to the Super Bowl. I have them playing what? the Rams in the Super Bowl. I do. I do. And I have the Browns winning at 16 to one. So look, I think this is a revenge game. Um, Cleveland remembers this from the playoffs last year. They mm -hmm. probably should have beat Kansas City. If you remember that uh, uh, that fumble out of bounds, the touchback cost them the game. They were going to take the lead right then when that was uh, late in the third quarter. Uh, Stefanski, one coach of the year, he's got things really rolling in 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 uh, in Cleveland. They've got the best one-two combo in the NFL in, with running backs when you have Chubb and you've got Hunt. I think uh, mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield's only getting better. Um and Beckham's back. You haven't heard anything out of Beckham in the, in the, in the uh, before the season started, which is which is kind of crazy. We always hear him doing something. He's been quiet. I guess he's he, he's focused. He wants to play. And listen, Kansas City. Uh, we all know how great they are. We don't have to mention, but but still, last year they were also very fortunate. Pam, nine mm -hmm. times, nine times they won by six or less. I think the Browns are ready to roll, and I think they get it done in Week One against Kansas City in Arrowhead. I'm going to admit, I don't love this pick, but it is in our card because it's hard to disagree with all mm. of the good things that the Browns have going for them. But the reason why the Chiefs did not cover the spread last year was because they were just demolished week after week on that offensive line. What did Andy mm -hmm. Reid go and do? He fixed it up. He cleaned it up. Now he turned that weakness into a strength. That is my worry. You have Patrick Mahomes. We'll see. We'll see if he offensive line. We will see. We will see if they fix it. It is week mm -hmm. one. Maybe they're going to take things kind of slow. I do like everything about the Browns. I love Kevin Stefanski as a coach. He's fantastic on as with that offense. They've really turned things around. Absolutely. I think the, it could be more competitive. I would like it to be competitive from both sides. 
And, you know, I, the Browns were really good last year. They finally made the playoffs. They rolled Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on the road. They made great strides. But they were 25th Absolutely. overall on defense last year. I think they fixed some things there. They re-signed Denzel Ward. They uh, got Newsom, a cornerback out of uh, Northwestern in the first round. And they got Jadanian McClowney. So uh, this they bolstered yeah. up their defense. So this is going to be a great game. I can't wait for the Browns-Chiefs game on Sunday. And I think you said it perfect. This is going to be a great game. So why not have it on our card? Yeah, <laughs> why not yeah. have it on our card? Of course. And then the, the last game that we like is Eagles at Falcons minus three. I am like probably more high on the Falcons than most people, if anyone. <laughs> but it's because mm. of Arthur Smith. He was. Sal uh, loves him too, Pam. Sal really? loves the Falcons. He's got the Falcons. Well, actually, movie. I think that's a worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sal's, <laughs> Sal's got the Falcons winning the division over Tampa. I have Falcons potentially winning the Super Bowl. I have Arthur Smith as coach of the year. Mm. I have Matt Ryan as MVP and having the most passing yards. Like I am so high on the Falcons this season. I'm so excited and I cannot wait for this team. And I think that's why this is my best pick of the week. Um, I absolutely am in love with Falcons and I hope they don't come to burn me, but it's because of Arthur Smith. He was the coach over at the Tennessee Titans and everything Mm. that was good about this Titans offense with Derrick Henry I mean, just collectively as a unit with Ryan Tannehill, it is because of the offensive mind of Arthur Smith. And now he's with Matt Ryan. You put Matt Ryan with Arthur Smith, who both, they love play action. Matt Ryan's most success under play action. Arthur Smith's, what does he love to use? Play action. In Philadelphia, they were 26 last year in defense passing efficiency. And this secondary is gosh awful. They're mm-hmm. relying on Darius Slay, who allowed 9.6 yards per target last year, and Avante Maddox, who ranked 133 of 142 quarterbacks. And both of them are back. <laughs> and then in the second mm-hmm. half of the season, they allowed a 280 passing average. They gave up about 300 yards to Taysom Hill. They gave up another 400 to Kyler Murray and 377 to Andy Dalton. I think Matt Ryan is absolutely better than all of those three quarterbacks combined. And now he has Arthur Smith as a coach to help him get through this, help this offense. And we no longer have, what's his name? The defensive coordinator. He's gone. (laughs) Oh, um, Quinn. Quinn, Dan. Yeah. Dan Quinn. He is gone. I think this team collectively is going to be just a better team and they have a pretty easy schedule and it's going to start with the Eagles Falcons minus three at home. Anything you like about them? Uh, You know what? I'm I'm down on Philly this year. I got Philly winning only like four games. I am a little suspect. I think this line's a little, little fishy. I think Mm -hmm. I had the Falcons really around four, four and a half. I don't, I don't love it that it's down to three, but I can definitely see uh, uh, Falcons getting this done because you mentioned, uh, the you know Arthur Smith and, and and Matt Ryan, but how about how about Kyle Pitts? How about the draft pick Absolutely. that they got? You know, mm-hmm. he's a monster out of Florida. He's this could be the greatest pick in Atlanta history if this works out right, because this guy's such a stud, such a great tight end. And Calvin Ridley had a bust out season last year with uh with you know, and, and they traded away Julio Jones. He's gonna have another bust out season uh this this year too, because I think he had almost fourteen hundred yards receiving. I think him and Pitts combined with Matt Ryan and a, gr- a good offensive line. Uh, they could put up 2,500 yards combined, Pitts and Ridley. And let's not forget also the Falcons last year, eight games. They, I mean, they, I, I had them on a couple of their losses, but, but I don't think they were as bad as their record no. indicated. They had eight games where they lost by seven or less. A lot of these games late when they had leads, uh, kind of like, uh, they're like the, uh, chargers of the NFC. 
But still, I think overall here, Falcons at home, minus three, get it done against the Eagles. Let's get it done. I am absolutely Let's do it, so man. Let's do it. Card. I'm so, I think we're going to do well. Seven against seven picks against the spread. It's really tough to do, but I think you combine your college football mind. You combined my college football mind. And I think we're going to do superb this season and it's going to start this week. But I do know that there was a prop that you wanted to talk about for Thursday night football. Yes. I, about that prop. I, I did think, uh, you know, I'm just thinking because, uh, you know, football season starts, it's Cowboys, it's, it's, it's Buccaneers. It's going to be awesome. I know damn Dallas has a couple of injuries situations, uh, you know, the offensive line Dak don't know if he's exactly a hundred percent. So uh, I think this is going to be kind of a boring game, though, Pam. Uh, I don't oh. think Brady has a big game. I think it's the Tampa Bay running attack that gets it done. I think Ronald Jones is going to have a great season this year for Tampa Bay. Um, I got him going over 10 and a half carries at minus 118. Six times last year, he went for 17 or more. Last six, last five games of the year, um, he had 65 total carries. That includes the playoffs. That's a 13 carry per average during that time. I think it's going to be four net a lot of times inside the 10, but during the game outside of the 10 yard line, it's going to be Jones getting the carries. I love him at over 10 and a half at minus 118 on Thursday night. I love that. Pick. I'm so excited for Thursday night football because you know what? Football is finally here. I'm so And excited. fans too. And fans. And fans in the stands. It is going to make a huge, huge difference. Mm. And I'm excited to hear the roars. I'm excited for tailgating. I'm just excited. This is college football in week one. It just like, it felt different. If we know we had college football, we had NFL last season, but it just like the atmosphere, it just felt different. It felt like it was finally back. And I'm just so excited for Thursday night football, even if it is the Cowboys. But hey, I, I know, Tom. right? I right. think I'm a Tom Brady fan. Damn it. <laughs> but he's so <laughs> funny. All of a sudden, he's like throwing his trophy in like the lake and he's like drunk and ha, oh, it's hard to like his whoever his social media person is doing superb because he is becoming a lot more likable now in his older age. <laughs> At 44, at 44, at 44. Absolutely. I know. But those are our seven against the spread picks for both college football. And in the NFL, we have Pitt minus three TCU minus 11 and M minus 17. Some big favorites there. Buffalo mm-hmm. plus 13 and a half Mississippi state plus two and a half as a home dog Browns plus six against the chiefs and Falcons minus three at home. Do make sure to check out Harry's work on bestbetcorner.com and extrapoints.com and on the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. You can follow him on Twitter at AAOHarry. You can follow me on Twitter at PamelaM35. Harry, my man, thank you so much for joining me this week. We're going to be here every single week doing exactly what we just did. Review seven against the spread picks. Pam, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Thanks. This is going to be awesome. So excited. That is it for the first college football podcast of the season on Stack the Sets.